something else and I was immediately corrected. But um, this morning uh, I want to think about the subject, what are you looking for at Christmas? <laughs> what are you looking for at Christmas? Now, I'm sure that many of us uh, remember making requests <laughs> or perhaps some of the younger ones have requests made for Christmas. But what do, you, what do you look for at Christmas? Sometimes uh, people are looking for the perfect gift to give or to receive that perfect gift. Sometimes we're looking for um, the perfect parking place <laughs> closest to the store. Um, sometimes we're looking for the perfect day that it's not going to have rain or snow or be too cold, <coughs> Lorraine. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't like snow, and she doesn't like cold, she doesn't like hurricanes and tornadoes, you know, living in uh, Kansas and, you know, in, which, in Missouri, she, I don't know why she never got used to hurricanes and stuff and what tornadoes. I mean, they're only a hundred and some miles an hour, I mean, what could you, but, um, so anyhow, there's all these things that we could be uh, looking for at Christmas, and maybe looking for the perfect, uh, perfect gift. Well, this one boy, he, he kept wanting, he wanted a watch for Christmas. And uh, so he kept asking his parents, you know, I want a watch. And you know, finally, father said, if you don't stop bugging me about that watch, you're never going to get it. So anyhow, he didn't say any more. And a few days later, um, they had prayer before the meal. And uh, the father asked the, the boy to pray. And he, he, brought out, he got out his Bible and brought up the scripture that said, was Mark 13, 37. And it says, I say unto you what I have already told you before. Watch. <laughs> so he, he was using the scripture to emphasize what he was looking for. So, uh, so we're, we are looking at things and too, too many people for at Christmas what they're looking for, they become too busy to uh, really pay attention to what's going on. You know, sometimes our political system is missing the whole purpose of Christmas. The business community, you know, they're missing the purpose. You know, they are trying to bring in and rake in the, the profits of, of the season. Uh, the innkeeper, of course, we know the innkeeper, he missed it because <laughs> he didn't have any room. So... Even some of the, even, and especially at the time of Christ, the religious people, the religious establishment missed the purpose of Christ's coming because they just, they were looking at other things. They were looking at trying to get rid of the Roman Empire. They were trying to get out from oppression and they never even thought of have Messiah. They kept looking for a Messiah that would come on the white horse and remove the Romans, but he didn't come on a white horse. He came as a donkey and was born in a stable and laid in a manger. And it totally was not what they were looking for. So what are we looking for? Sometimes we maybe hear the voice in our hearts and lives that we should be looking for something more substantial than something that would be here and wear out that somebody else will own <laughs> in a period of time. Well, the shepherds, um, the angel said to the shepherds, you will find the baby lying in a manger. 
So whenever we are looking, and perhaps for this day, we can see the idea of how that Christmas has brought to us an understanding that we are to be looking for something, looking for someone. And sometimes we're looking for that special person. Sometimes we're looking for that special day. Uh, sometimes we're looking for a special occasion. And in reality, what's missing in our hearts? What are we looking for that is of eternal value? And of course, we know that in Christ, we have this answer that God has given to us. And the answer is that Christ has come and his, his name is Jesus. And he has come to save us from our sins. He is a savior. So one of the things that um, uh, challenges that we have is what if you find what you're looking for? <laughs> what if you find what you're looking for? Will it be the answer to your once all save all? You know, the one all save all uh, answer to everything is if we simply could get this, everything else would be fine. And often that's not the case. But one of the challenges is most of the time we'll get what we're looking for. Because that's what we talk about. That's where we're headed. That's what we're expecting. And that's what we believe will come into our life. Now, uh, if I ask you, what kind of a day is it today? You know, what would be your response? What are you looking for? Well, you know, yesterday was a bad day and the day before that was a bad day, so I expect today will be a bad day. <laughs> what are you looking for? Uh, well, you know, things haven't changed in 20 years. I guess there will always be this way. What are you looking for? <laughs> what are you expecting? You know, that I've never had enough and I've never gotten what I've wanted and I don't think anything will ever change. What are you looking for? You see, the scripture tells us that we are to be at peace with all men <laughs> as much as it lies within our power to be at peace with everyone. Now, we can't make people be at peace with us but we can be at peace with them. Jesus Christ is called the Prince of Peace, meaning that he has come to uh, solve the relationship between God and I. He's come to reestablish the relationship that we lost because of our failures, our sins, our mistakes, our <laughs> distancing ourselves. And God has come, Christ has come to establish peace. So whenever we're looking for something, we need to be looking, <laughs> looking for peace, looking for the Prince of Peace. The scripture says to us, Seek and ye shall find, knock and the door shall be opened unto you. So God is saying to us that we need to have an expectation. We need to have something out there that we're going towards. Sure, today may be a bad day. Yesterday may have been worse. That doesn't matter. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. And we look at that, and, and it's, it's important for us to understand that because we are looking for good and, have ex, and we are expecting good, it's setting up our faith, and we're looking for the good in the bad. Sometimes all we see is the bad, and there are, there's no good. But we don't know the end. And I go back to Mary and Joseph. 
and we mentioned this in Sunday school. You know, Mary and Joseph knew they were having a child. They knew that an angel had told them, and that which she had was divinely conceived. And so um, I, I imagine that they had prepared very well to have a baby born in their home in Nazareth. But the scriptures said the Messiah would come from Bethlehem. They weren't in Bethlehem. They were in Nazareth. So here is a king, a foreign king, a, uh, a Caesar who knows nothing about the prophecies, nothing about, cares nothing about the Messiah or the baby born in a stable. He cares nothing about all that stuff. And he makes a decree that Mary and Joseph, who have prepared for a birth in Nazareth, have to leave and take a five-day journey to barely get to Bethlehem on time for her to have a child. Now, that was not what they had planned. But that's what had needed to happen for them to fulfill the Scripture. Now, sometimes, what if God had brought that about in our lives? What if you were moved? <laughs> and what if something had happened and it was, this takes us by surprise and, and we're, everything has changed and we're looking at this, God, how can this happen? Seek and ye will find, knock and the door shall be opened unto you. <laughs> you see, what are we looking for? And we find that sometimes we're looking for meaning to our life. Does what we do or who we are and the things that are around us, do they really count? I was thinking of how, the, how important um, the decisions are that we make in our life. And how uh, sometimes I think we get caught up in... Uh, and while well, we, we've done something wrong or something bad has happened, the good, the bad, and the ugly, that's not only a movie, sometimes it's our life. <laughs> and um, we, we're looking for how that these things are going to come together. But we don't have to make them come together. We have to allow ourselves to receive the Prince of Peace into our life so that God who has made us, God who has called us, God who considers us his special child has a plan for our life. And we need to, we need to look for that. I was, um, there was a story I was going to read and I, I can't find it. Um, it's about a little boy. And uh, he, oh, here it is. He wrote a letter to Santa Claus. He says, Dear Santa, there are three boys living at my house. Jeffrey is two, David is four, and Norman is seven. Jeffrey is good some of the time, David is good some of the time, and Norman is good all the time. I'm Norman. <laughs> Sometimes we need to find... You know, sometimes we need to recognize there are no Normans. <laughs> you know, and, and I'm, I'm not Norman. You know, I'm not good all the time. So Jesus has come to save us from our sins. That even uh, the sins that we think we didn't, we didn't do anything wrong. Well, if we didn't do anything, if we had never sinned, we would not need a Savior. 
But God has come to be our Savior that we might be his son. And that our sins might be forgiven, that we might have restoration and we might have eternal life. And eternal life is something that doesn't start whenever we die. Eternal life is something that begins where we're at. The, the, you know, we begin our life, eternal life, right here and now. And so it's important for us to realize we're eternal beings. What do I possess? What am I looking for that is going to last forever? What am I looking for that is going to make a difference in my life now and the lives of others forever? <laughs> and the greatest gift we have is the gift of Christ and to share the gift of Christ with someone else. Because that's what's going to make a difference in their life and in the lives of other people. <laughs> you know what our problem is? <laughs> we try to save ourselves. We try to figure out what it is and how it is that we're going to make everything last and how that we're going to get ourselves in a right relationship and I, I, I've known some very religious individuals and, 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 and they would talk to me about how that they hope that they've done enough in order to get to heaven. <laughs> These are people that were fulfilled their obligations. They're individuals who were very involved in ministry and in working in the church and missions and, you know, helping people. And they were very involved and, and they would come up to me and they would ask and they would say, do you think I've done enough to get to heaven? It's like trying to balance the scales. And you see, Jesus came to save us from our sins and not help us balance the scales but help us realize forgiveness is not something we can earn, but it is something that God gives to us. And then, life that we live is a gift from God to us. Those who love your teachings will find peace. Peace on earth, goodwill towards men. And I think of our lives as being one of being at peace. <laughs> being at peace and that peace is not the absence of conflict. Peace is that in the midst of conflict, there's still an understanding that God is in charge and God is with me. Peace is that when things don't look good, I still know that it's okay. You know, everything is all right. Why? Because I put it in God's hands, so therefore I'm safe and I can be at peace about it. You see, <laughs> there are a lot of things that cause us to focus on our pain. But, and sometimes Christmas brings uh, a lot of pain, hurtful memories. But you see, it isn't what is lost, but it's who is gained. <laughs> and how that the, the gaining and the living and the life of Christ is with us. And that, you know, when remembering for uh, Alan and his family that is, you know, Mom and dad, we've been with them <laughs> in their passing and, you know, going to others, individuals in our own life with our, my mother and father and different ones. But you, and I, I spoke to a man yesterday who's um, not yet, well, 
this week. Uh, I spoke with him, and he, you know, his wife had recently died, and he was having a difficult time there in our home talking about it. And, and I said to him that, you know, she's still alive. And he looked at me and said, what? I said, she's still alive. She's with Christ. You're with Christ. Both of us are with him. So therefore, we're safe. And he looked at me and says, I never thought of it that way. <laughs> and in there, there again is a religious, you know, a Christian person who, as we look at our life and know what is the announcement of the angels. I, I, I give to you, I tell you that there is a Savior. Some, God has come to save us from all of our failures. And his name is Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. And uh, the prophet said he, he shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Prince of Peace, Everlasting Father. He is wonderful. That there is a wonder about our relationship with God that will go on for eternity. There is a wonder about his beauty and of his glory and of his love. That counselor, wonderful counselor, his word is our counsel as to making decisions in our hearts and our minds, how we approach life, everything give thanks. He is our counselor. He is the prince of peace. My peace I give unto you, not as the world gives. I give you a peace that you can't find anywhere else, not through mental, not through emotional, not through some other religion, but through Christ. He is the prince, the capital P of peace. Everlasting Father, it will never come to an end. His kingdom will never end. And you see, there's more to Christmas than just celebrating the birth of an infant child. It is the beginning of God's, well, not the beginning, <laughs> That beginning, before the world was ever created, Jesus was the Lamb of God to be the sin, for the sin of the world. So before the beginning began, Jesus was, and he became our Savior before there was ever a fall. That's how much he loved us. So we celebrate his birth, but we also celebrate it in, li in light of the cross because he died for our sin. But not only did he die, he rose from the dead. Every time you take communion, every time you remember, Jesus says, do this in remembrance of me. Remember, I came. We remember Christmas. We remember the teachings. We remember the life and the miracles and, 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 the, and the, the, the way that Jesus moved and talked. And we have just a glimpse of it, a snapshot of it. And then we have his crucifixion. Why would God permit himself to die on a cross? He permitted himself to die because he loved us that much. But the greatest thing of all, he lives. Death could not hold him in the grave. 
Death could not stop the life that is in Christ. And you see, because he lives, we shall live also. If the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in us, he will quicken our mortal bodies. We are eternal beings because the eternal spirit of God, the Holy Spirit of God, the presence of Jesus Christ is alive inside of us. Jesus, forgive me of my sin. And there is life within us forevermore. <laughs> and we celebrate that by Christmas, remembering the cross, remembering Bethlehem, remembering these, this young couple, Mary the young wife, being great with child, traveling five days on a donkey to give birth to her baby in a barn that stunk with animals. And there they celebrated the coming of the Messiah. <laughs> so Jesus started out there so that we could end up with him for eternity. Amen? Thank you. God, we thank you for hearing our prayers and we pray, God, for your word to be made alive in us and in our hearts that there is a meaning to life that is greater than what we can ever imagine. There are gifts to life that are more than we could ever think of giving. There are gifts and there are purpose to life beyond our abilities and beyond the things that we can plan. God, there is you. And you give us life. You give it in abundance. You give us peace. And you are the Prince of Peace that nothing can ever take it away. You are the gift of life that is greater than any living that we could ever hope to imagine. You have given us life that will be forever. So thank you, God, for that life that you give to us now and that we celebrate the beginning, what we consider the beginning, your gift coming to a stable in Bethlehem. And we thank you for loving us that much. Amen. <laughs> so the gifts we give this Christmas, remember there's a greater gift that came from, came from God.